What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to break down some December 9th rest action, recapping a little bit of Friday, and just like we did yesterday, we're going to talk some kind of high-end players with a little bit of slumping and surging guys who mostly would slump earlier, hot later, or vice versa. With me to do so with the round ball stew is Matt Strope. What's up, man? What's going on, Mike? How are you, man? Pretty good. Uh, not not too many injuries yesterday. Uh, Aaron Gordon, who I have a lot of shares of, he's got a concussion. He's out today. So Mario Hazonia time, probably. Hmm. It's Maybe so. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> So, yeah, well, that should be fun. Um, but, yeah, maybe not fun. Mad- Magic are really in trouble without Fournier and Gordon. Oof. Yeah, but, uh, second half of back-to-back. But the uh, Atlanta is a friendly landing spot for that. That's true. That's true. So it should be should see a lot of uh, a lot of Vooch, a lot of Simmons. A lot of Jonathan Simmons, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, he's been, maybe, he's been... maybe more DJ Augustine. Yeah, they're going to have to. They have to. They have to play him in tandem, right? Uh, yeah, Alfred, just because they need to play Juice more at the three and yeah. slide guys down. Um, man, it's tough when you're Aaron Aflalo, Wes Awandu getting solid rotation minutes. He's going to get even more run today. Oh boy! Another another team that's going to have a lot of rest and players that people aren't too familiar with is the Spurs. I want to talk about them first. They are resting everybody uh, in Phoenix. <laughs> um, so they're pretty much going to have to go with LaMarcus Aldrich all day. Um, he should be super busy in a ridiculously friendly matchup against Phoenix. Um, should also see uh, Brent Forbes, who was pretty cold last night despite starting in the third quarter. Danny Green's questionable with left groin soreness. Don't forget, he had left uh, he had groin issues last year in November. So something to keep an eye on. You would think he's definitely out. So... Um, Pal Gasol's out, Manor Ginobili's out. <laughs> they rested pretty much as much guys as they can. Tony Parker as well, so that means DeJounte Murray will play. He'd be on the board for DFS. Uh, Joffrey Laverne should be there. Brandon Paul should play a little bit. But yeah, Rudy Gay should also play quite a bit. So really, all those guys are, if you're playing DFS today or you're streaming someone, um, I like Brent Forbes quite a bit today. I think he, he it just, like I wrote in his blurb last night, it feels like it's going to be like a summer league game with the Marcus Aldrich. Yeah, up tempo. The, Suns turn the ball over a lot. Transition, like it's all these things kind of spell, like Forbes can be in for a good day. Is uh, what about Patty Mills? He's there. He'll be available. Yeah, that that's another name for me. I mean, the other thing about this game is, you could easily see the Spurs still blowing out Phoenix. By the way, absolutely, absolutely. E- even resting guys. That that's a weird Spurs phenomenon that sometimes happens. Yeah. Oh, they do it all the time. Yeah, it's so awesome when they do it. But yeah, the, the Suns are terrible. <laughs> they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna start Josh Jackson again, T.J. Warren at the two and the three, Tyler Ulis, Marquise Chris, who played better in his last game, and then they'll rest. Apparently, oh, I should add this too. Um, apparently, the Suns are considering going a three-man center split at twenty, twenty, and eight. So, like one what, guy gets eight minutes. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. What are you what doing? A, what a what a delight. Yeah. Especially when one of those young guy, one of those guys is still a relatively young guy. I mean, like Alex Len should be playing a lot for that team. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, he's gonna be unrestricted next year unless they, like, know they're not bringing him back. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, they know they they Tyson Chandler's not part of the future. Greg Monroe's right. obviously not. Why not play Len? See what he has. Uh, and if he's ankle ankle soreness is is driving him up the wall. So, other thing we want to talk about before we talk. Um, specific players, we we got to talk some kinks. 
Uh, and they got they get props here, man. Uh, big road win, and it was you were expecting a revenge game, but you didn't expect it from Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald was pretty good down the stretch, 18 points overall. Big three with 34 seconds left. Didn't shoot at all in overtime, which was kind of surprising. Um, and it's weird, like him and Bogdan Bogdanovich are like on a seesaw. It's like yeah. if, if Buddy goes off, Bogdan doesn't do anything. If, if Bogdan goes off, Buddy doesn't do anything. So um, just with that first. Before we talk front court, what, do you have a preference here? Or do you just want to avoid it? I have some Buddy Heald shares because I picked him up when he was cold. And I'm pretty satisfied. I picked him up like right in this little three-game surge. Yeah, I mean, Buddy Heald would still be my... I, Bogdanovich is interesting as a long-term prospect too. But, I mean, yeah, Buddy would be the guy I would be starting. And I think, look, I mean, he's been a bit of a headache if you look at it game by game. Because he has had three good ones in a row. But before that, he had a scoreless... And another bad one just before that. His last eight, though, he's still averaging around 14 points and two and a half threes. So, I mean, if you can plug him into your lineup and kind of look away, uh, you should be okay. Don't don't live and die by it day by day, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you would think that their minutes are going to start to trend up, right? I mean, Garrett Temple's minutes are starting to go down. George Hill also starting to go down a little bit. Um, Darren Fox's minutes are coming up, on, by the way. So it feels like they're starting to turn the roster over to the younger guys. Um, including Frank Mason, who was really yeah. good down the stretch again. He's plus 18, 26 minutes, uh, 10 shots on the field. He's getting the line a little bit, shooting threes, making him pretty well recently. Also, I think he's actually a 50, like he's pretty high in the season um, overall on shooting. I forget what it is. It's it's like close to 50, I think. Yeah, 50% on the nose. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of a believer in Frank Mason. If in like in the league we're in where like you know 175 guys are owned i like him sure better. but if it's like 130 you know and he's kind of on the brink well and i think that's the same is true for healed like in like a shallower league like the one you were just mentioning healed is more of maybe a bench stash and you're kind of eyeing him for the second half of the season to help his minutes level out um and he could maybe break out a little bit but yeah right now he'd be maddening in a shallow league yeah mason looks pretty good though i mean in a deeper league, you can't be too mad about it. Yeah. And then the other guy who stole the show, career high in three-pointers and makes and attempts. Um, what? Like, I didn't, you would not expect Zebo to make five threes. By the uh, way, speaking of turning it over to the young guys, Zach Randolph. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 36 is the new 20, 20 apparently, or something. Uh, yeah. Just, that's great, man. Thirty. I love, like, this guy's, it's just so easy to root for, man. Like Zeke I mean, was definitely one. And this is no joke, by the way. His last 10 games, I'm rounding up here, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.1 threes. I mean, he's, he's a legit force at the moment in fantasy leagues. Yeah, he, like um, second-round player in his last seven games. Like, yeah. he's, he's un, he is unreal. Um, I didn't see this coming. I had zero shares of Zebo. I kind of lost interest in early October. I'm sorry, yeah. late, late October when he was, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, DMPs or, you know, DMP rest. Like, oh, I can't do this. And man, he is hot. Yes, he is. And I mean, his season stats really are not bad. Like 15 points, seven boards, two assists, a steal and a three, basically, with good percentages and low turnovers. He's that's useful. Great, yeah. He's yes. useful. He doesn't block. Yeah. That's like a middle class man's Lamarcus right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, pretty good stuff from him. Um, so what are we doing here? Like, you, obviously you're gonna sell high because he's not gonna be a second round player all year. But yeah. like, what? How much do you believe in him? And also, he had a good quote um, yesterday talking about they call him the handyman because he's gonna be a team player. He'll do whatever the team wants. Start, come off the bench. So it like kind of feels like 
he knows he's gonna fade away, so he's yeah. trying to get trying to get his shine on right now. Um, so yeah, like, if I had Zebo and I don't, I would probably want like top sixty five. Yeah, I mean definitely see what you can get if you can't. I mean, just keep going until the wheels fall off. I'd say. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. Like we always say this too. These older guys. So, you unless someone's like a Kings fan or something like that, you're really gonna have to have a tough time getting what you deserve. Yeah. Whereas sure. on, on the other side of things, if it's a rookie, you can kind of go the other way. Like perceived value is just, and I do it too. Like I and you know we look at all these stats and we talk about nine cap value and all that. Like we throw that out the window sometimes with these vets and and rookies. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, Zach is Zach Randolph's now eighty four on the season in nine category leagues. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have a hard time getting a younger, more exciting, exciting player in that same range. But I mean, you should try it. Yeah, for sure. Like I would target teams that are bad, like teams that are in last place, second to last place, so on. Teams that like need a boost right now. I think Zebo in the next month, I think it could be top fifty. Yeah, I don't think that's too much yeah, to ask for sure. him. Um, he'll have a couple DMPs, I think. But yeah, he looks great. Uh, other kings you want to touch on? We pretty much um, Chakar Sampson, who was DFS gold in his last game on Wednesday, flopped hard because of foul trouble. But um, that happens against the Pelicans a lot. So I um yeah I, I mean I, yeah so. I still think I still think speaking of the younger kings, I still think De'Aaron Fox potentially has a big stretch run in him. Um, I think he shows enough that like he could take off late in the season. Yeah, I, I was. We're gonna talk about surging and folding a little bit. He was a guy that has gone up, down hard, and then now he's kind of inching back up again. He's not yeah. quite where he was because in the, earlier in the season he was like almost thirty usage rate. And other stats were there. It's like, oh man, and I didn't have Fox anywhere. I was like, oh dude, this is my biggest miss. And um, yeah, he's cooled off. So yeah, that's definitely a guy I want to get. Every every time I see him play, I'm I'm impressed. Like he looks he looks the part. You know what he I mean? He really does. There's guys that are just so like Dennis Smith Jr. as well. Guys that just like jump off the page. They're so yeah. fast. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else? No, I'm good on the Kings. I think I think we've we've spilled enough ink there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, hey man, we always like to talk bad teams, man. That's really how you win your leagues. It's just hitting on the bad teams because the young guys sure. really come through. Yeah, that's not much else going on yesterday. Big win for Sacramento against Boston. That was a really awesome game to watch. Another great game with Indiana beating Cleveland. Jeez, Oladipo. Um, which I guess let's talk about now. So I got Jonas and I talked roundtable top 12 players, and Oladipo came up. We were talking about Oladipo versus Westbrook and how I was saying how in a, vac- in a vacuum I'd probably take Depot, but if I could build my team with Westbrook knowing I have Westbrook, I'd be more open to that. Because I know I'd be well, playing field goal percentage, I know I'd be playing turnovers and so on. Yeah, I mean, you just have to be really good to to do that. You know what I mean? If you can build a team that fits all those parts together, then that can work. But that can go wrong really easily as well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, and again, that like, approach. Yeah, it's I've said this pretty much since the preseason. I mean, this is for head to head only. We we don't punt in roto, but um, like. There's so many guards in fantasy this year. Like it's just ridiculously deep, man. Every team I have, except for one, where, when I got Miles and Cat one two, like I am just hoping I could pick up a big man every night, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm super. Like when I, when I see someone drop a big, I'm so aggressive. I'm picking them up, man. Just because every team I have, I'm just so guard heavy. 
for head to head. For head for sure. For sure. So. But yeah, I mean, um, Oladipo is just another one of the guys who is, in my opinion, making sort of the top 15, 20 range of the rankings really expand. And in recent years, I feel like if you didn't have, you know, a top five guy, you were in big trouble. But and now it's like 10 through 15, almost into 18. Is I mean, there are some really good players. And, and some guys are kind of making that expand, if that makes sense, jumping into the top 10, 12 range. Yeah, man. It's going to be pretty it, – so you had him at 12, right? Or did you have him – I had Butler at 12. Okay. Hang on. Stand by. <laughs> I am checking right yeah, now. I, I'll explain. I didn't, I didn't have Jimmy or Old Depot on okay. my top 12 while you're looking that up, but I was really close. And like I said, if my team was valuing field goal percentage and I wasn't punting and I knew I wasn't punting, I would put them above, above Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, you're all in on Westbrook. I get it. I I'm get not. It. I'm not. Like I said, oh, it's. I'm not. just saying. It's. It's just if I know I'm putting field goal percentage, I'm down. Right. But right. if I'm not, and like again, if I like if I'm trading and I have a lot of bigs and I have a team that's blocking a lot, already rebounding well, you know, it's just good. Like okay, cool. But if I again, I think I can make my point. Yeah. So I have Oladipo 11th and Butler 12th. Um, I mean, to me, both of those guys should stay you know in the top 12 range if not a little higher and you also have what i wrote about yesterday in round balls too is some guys i didn't mention in my revised top 12 including kyle lowry who lately has been ridiculously good mm. and uh cp3 is starting to look like a top 10 player again cp3 has been ridiculous man he's been looking like a top five player lately um, yeah so i mean it's just getting to be there are so many like elite players at the moment you know i mean it's just there are there are something in the range of 15, you know, or more, just sort of top 10 type players. Yeah, he, I mean, Jimmy, this month so far, only a four-game sample, but good grief. 40.8 minutes, 26 points per game, 5.3 boards, 6.0 assists, 2.0 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.3 threes, 51% from the field, 90% from the line, 90.6, 90. at 8.0 attempts per game. Like, good God, that's like number, that's like number one. Like if I saw that stat line... I'd be like, okay, I'm taking you number one. <laughs> so, right, and for the season, he's number 27 in nine category leagues. So, I don't think you're really going to fool a savvy owner in your league. But if there's anyone in your league who thinks Jimmy is like more of a top 20 guy this year, please trade for him because you could get good value still potentially. So you, yeah, I, I don't know. Like he's just so good lately. I don't know if I could buy this version. I, I'm just but saying. I will, if, I will any, say, if anyone so, reveres, if anyone looks at that number 27 season ranking and gives it any credence, that's my only point. Yeah, you'd have to find someone who sees that and kind of puts weight on that. But like, I agree that so like when he was cold, he was like top 75. I want to say, yeah, like it's for the first fifth, like 10 games ish. But now he's been like, like I said, like top five. So I buy him. I buy him being closer to top five than top thirty. Like I, I I'm not quite as high, but I, I still believe Towns is going to get hot. And no, I'm usage. agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that that number twenty seven next to his yeah. name, in maybe in some cases, could be an asset to you if you're trying to trade for him. That's all I'm right. saying. Yep. Okay. So yeah. But, um. So let's talk Kyle Lowry. Another dude. These guys have such similarities. Yeah. Because both yeah. of them were, I think uh, Kyle Lowry he went to the line like 0.8 times per game over his first, like, or it, it was ridiculously low. 
But now he is back to Kyle Lowry. If you, you you've been playing fantasy for a while, people played fantasy for a while. They remember when he was with the Grizzlies, he was like also another uh, old fantasy guy, Corey Maggette, where you plug him in, he's going to give you a nice little boost in free throw percentage and not much else. That, that's why you that's why you're picking him up and using him. But right. he's been back to that guy, man. He's starting to get to the line, you know, six times. It's down a little bit recently, but really for the past month. He's starting to get to the line more after just barely getting there. So annoying. Yeah, and I mean, he's going off the last 10 games, 20 points, 7 boards, 8 assists, hitting four, over four threes a game in that stretch. So, he, yeah, he's back to being like a, a top 10, top 12 guy again. So yeah, his boards have been crazy lately. Yeah. Like 10, yeah, he's 10, a beast. 13, 5, 7, 6, 6 in his last 6, 7, whatever that was. This isn't the first time he's been a slow starter. So, you know, don't. When you're looking at him, I would not look at his season stats as as the measure. It's what he's been doing lately. You know, he can continue to do stuff close to that. I think. I think well, the other thing that we put on Kyle Lowry's resume or bad part of the resume is the late season injuries. Because sure. I know when people are like, "Oh, god, he's gonna get hurt late." It's always like a weird thing with that elbow that was the size of a baseball that one time. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I so you have where would you have him? I I I have him top twenty. Like, I believe, but I don't know if I can go much higher than that just because the reasons I said. No, I mean, for me, like, I, I ran out of room in my top 12, but, I mean, he's right there toward yeah. the end of it. You know, 13, 12, 13 range. Like, top, I, I, he's, I think the last month, hang on a second. Well, his recent run, 10 games or so, um, he's fifth overall. That's I'm not saying he'll – I'm not saying he'll definitely keep that up, but it's just a reminder. I mean, he, he went healthy and rolling. He is a top 10 player. I think that this is pretty much what I, I had Kyle Lowry, I think, at 23 preseason. This is like if I saw Kyle Lowry's stat line right now, I wouldn't be, I would like overall, I wouldn't really be surprised at all. Like I was expecting 17, 18 points, seven assists, five boards, close to three threes, solid percentages. And that's who he is. It's just a matter of him staying on the court. Right. Well, I mean, also last year and the year before, he averaged 21 and 22 points a game. So I think the 17 is going up. Yeah. So closer to 20. Yep. Yeah. 19, 20, yeah, 19, 20 for sure. Uh, who else did you see that has been picking it up or dropping it down? <laughs> well, <laughs> picking it oh, up. And you watch, you watch Curb? Do you watch Curb? Yeah. Uh, so you see the, um, what was it, last episode? Yeah, last episode. Uh, he's walking up to a lady at the bar, and you know he's he's he wants he's going there for a different reason. I won't explain it, but you know he's talking to her, and it's like you're trying to pick me up, and he's like, no, no, I don't pick up, I put down. <laughs> so I yeah, I don't think I've seen that one yet. Oh uh, awesome. yeah, it's so good. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so well, I I talked about Westbrook, and we don't have to hammer that too hard, but. Like he's still, I mean, dude, you know, he's, he's around 26 points, nine boards, nine assists, his last 13 games and he's number 23. So that's just a reminder how much those turnovers and field goal percentage set you back. Um, you just have to account for that. I don't want to, ha- I don't want to hammer that point too hard. Yeah. He, mur- we've knew this all along. He absolutely murders you in those categories. Yeah. I mean, you just have to, you can't. If you have him on your roster in a nine-category head-to-head league, you just have to adjust. You either have to get rid of him or, or build around him. Yeah, like we like we were saying, it's just you. If you have Westbrook, you should be pretty guard-heavy, and you should be pretty well. I don't know if you should do that. I guess maybe you would punt defensive stats 
If you had, if you had, oh no, you can't even do that. You can't because yeah. you're already punting yeah, yeah. field goal and turnovers. Yeah, it's it's tough, but like it's if hard. It's if you're guard heavy, you're pretty much eating the rebounds that Westbrook puts up. I think because you're going to probably lose that. Um, you want to because if t- typically guards are worse in field goal percentage than bigs for obvious reasons. So yeah, that it's it's tough to do it with Westbrook, but um, again, if you can, yeah, it takes a lot of skill to do it. So I also much lower down in the rankings was looking at Jamal Murray, who was awful last night, but before that had been much better lately. Um, he's a bizarre player because I mean he's technically a point guard, but never gets assists. I just can't figure him out. Uh, he got hurt yesterday for one, yeah, uh, yeah, and two. Emmanuel Moody had one of his games, uh, and that happens with Murray a little bit more often than I like. But Mur- yeah. I mean, Moody hasn't been good, man. Uh, you look at the splits, like Mason Plumlee on with Moutier's awful, but without him, he's decent. Pretty much all the second news, Bill Barton as well, good without Moutier, great with Murray. So it's fine. I mean, again, I'm disappointed so far in Jamal Murray. I had really high hopes for him, as many know. So I'm obviously not giving up hope. And yeah, he's been better. Um, I'm hoping he can get maybe one more good game without Jokic. And I like how he's playing, too. He's getting, He's driving to the basket. He's not the assist, and we knew this all along. We knew he wasn't going to be an assist guy. We always say yeah. he's going to be like a shooting guard in a point guard position. Yeah. So yeah, the scoring's down. I I thought the steals would be higher. That's probably my biggest concern. I want to see the steals come up. I mean, he is legit not an assist guy. He now is at 107 career games and has one game of more than six assists in his career, in his brief career, 107 games. Yeah, we knew this. We knew. Well, I was expe- I was expecting like three and a half, four. Yeah. And but I was hoping for like two and a half threes, one point five steals, a little bit of boards, you know, and pretty good. And he's been pretty decent percentages wise lately. Yeah. So, but again, another guy who easily could be going off in February, March, April. So, you know, there, there are enough signs, positive signs, early on that he could explode later in the season for sure. Yep, definitely. Maybe possibly a little by a little window if he has another bad game, which we know he, he's capable of doing. He's had a couple. Four or five game cold spells that just drive fantasy owners crazy. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the you you would um Evan Fournier who's hurt now. Oh yeah. Well, he was a reverse case, right? Because yeah. all these guys we were talking about Chris Paul. Well, mainly Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry started slow and then got hot. Evan Fournier started insanely hot this season and now is regressing to almost exactly what he did last year before getting hurt. Yeah. Which which version are you buying? The hot. Uh, again, it's, once he comes, so call it three weeks from now when he's finally rolling and looks good. Are you buying the hot Fournier or the cold Fournier more? I'm buying the the 18 points per game, three is three rebounds, three assists, one steal Fournier with with plenty of threes. Like right. more like more like last year, maybe just a tiny tick better. But the early season sure is looking like a mirage, unfortunately. Yeah. Alfred Payton being out was definitely a huge factor in that. Um, yeah, as I, I said it a lot in the DFS pod, like they ran so much pick and roll with Fournier that he was exploiting teams, and he had a good run of teams that couldn't defend it, and like he was just feasting that spot. Yeah, but, yeah. So I buy him. Like I still think he's top seventy, but he's I'm fine. Not, he's yeah. fine. He's just not what you know. He kind of maybe got you a little overexcited early in the season to try yeah. not to hold it against him. Every <laughs> ma- and besides Aaron Gordon, who's out again, um, they were all over over overperforming. Well, except I will say Vooch is heating back up. Yeah, he, he really had, is. He, he had an annoying stretch there where it was like, oh, well, was he, was, you know, was that just, you know, a mirage? But 
he's he is warming up in a major way. Like his last wow, I'm looking at his last four. It's pretty silly. Uh, 22 points, 13 boards, 1.3 steals, 3.0 blocks. He's he's on Jeez. fire right now. Yeah. yeah, that's first round stuff right there. Yeah. So what do you, what about Vooch real quick? What are you buying there? I mean, I have him on multiple teams, and I love him. I, yeah, Turner I, and Vooch, man. You got Turner and Vooch. In Turner, the Turner and Vooch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I even made a Photoshop for that, but I haven't been figured out how to upload it to ESPN. This is These are the important things I think about. Yes, you can do it on a couple ways. I can tell yeah. you after, after the right, show. We'll, we'll talk offline, but I did put yeah. Vooch's face over Tom Hanks's. And, yes, uh, I have, definitely I have it ready to go. Yeah. I've been making, um, I've been making quick, I've been making gifts of, uh, I'm I'm trying to up my social media, so yeah, social media presence. I've been doing gifts with faces over guys and stuff. So nice. I did, you're a Seinfeld guy, right? I noticed by the Jimmy episode. Yes, yes. So Milos, the tennis player. Oh, of course. Yeah, he does a little dance. I yeah. put Milos Teodosic's uh, his face over Milos, the tennis player. Nice, I and like gift, it. Gift game getting strong. What up? I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think the guy who played Milos was like a villain in a couple of prominent movies. I, I think. I think that guy was. Was he in The Fugitive and maybe a James Bond movie? I don't know. He has um, that. Evil, convers- like, it's funny how guys are just typecast as like a villain. Yeah. They just have sure. that face. You're like, I hate you. Yeah. Like, uh, and always uh, what? Uh, Norfolk from Carlito's Way. He's always like the jerk guy, except to meet the parents. He was the father of somebody, and like he's always like the lawyer that's a jerk. You know, this is going to kill me now. I'm, I'm actually going to go offline and figure out whether I'm totally wrong about oh, that. Oh, there's no question. That there's actor. No question. Yeah, um, so is. apologies. Anyone who's yelling at me right now, um, uh, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Did we, I think that's it for... Did we talk Chris Paul? What, quickly, I guess, we, Chris. We, uh, yeah. No, I think it's worth mentioning. I yeah. mean, we might have said it already, but like again, another guy, if he's on your roster, you should think of him as a is a top 10 guy at the moment when healthy. Maybe that sounds obvious, but it was so easy to kind of get frustrated with him after he missed all those games. And you still worry about him missing games again, but he is, he's is going somewhat berserk since he came back. So I was watching ESPN the other day and they had mentioned that Ryan Anderson is shooting 78% on threes off of Chris Paul passes. So that's a very specific stat. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it passes two. Okay. So let's see. I want to see the sample on that. It's actually a pretty decent sample. 22 of 28. Wow. Yeah, man. It's, wow. What is effective? His effective field goal percentage has to, Yeah, it's over 100. Uh, over 100 effective field goal percentage, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, well, Chris Paul had a couple low-scoring games in there. Um, so his season average is still pretty low, but he's got 21 points and 18 points the last couple games. So he could be creeping back into the 17, 18 points per game range easily as well. And it's actually, I did the math on it. It is a uh, hundred effective field goal percentage on the nose. Awesome. So like when it, whenever he scores, it's two, whenever he passes to Chris, whenever Chris Paul passes to him and he shoots it, it's two points. It's like it's automatic. Every, yeah. That's crazy, dude. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a Chris Paul believer. I always have been. Um, I, I think he's over that knee thing. I think they're going to be careful. He'll probably rest here and there, but he sure looks great, man. And he is, past decade, he's got to be top three most consistent fantasy player, man. I mean, you're never, unless he's hurt, you're never like, oh, Chris Paul's killing me right now. Yeah. No, seriously. And, and I mean, in a way, um, 
it's a good thing that he got hurt early. Maybe he got this uh, extended injury out of the way this year. That may be stupid logic, but... No, I like it. I like the optimism, man. I dig it. By the way, Milos uh, from Seinfeld, not in The Fugitive. I'm conflating two actors. <laughs> so let's just put that one to rest. Um, I Who, what is, up, but what is Milos in? He's in a lot of stuff, but like a bunch of TV, uh, like TV guy. I'm trying to see what movies. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park. He's in Election, Jurassic Park 3. I think he's just more of like a dude who's been on a ton of TV shows. Yeah. But I'm confusing another actor, and I think people out there know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to look up that actor's name right now, but I think you know. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to get up my IMDB game, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so I think we're good. I think so. I think so. All right, man. So you guys, a lot of games today. So oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone stay healthy. And yeah, day game, six o'clock game, pretty much basketball most most of the day. It's pretty. And then that, when that first game ends, the next one starts. So it's like a quadruple header kind of a thing. Jerome Jerome Crab is the name of the actor. Sorry to interrupt you. Who played Charles Nichols in The Fugitive? And now we can move on. That's what I was confusing Milos with. I thought The Fugitive was pretty good. Great movie. Yeah, Harrison Ford's in quite a few good stuff. Yeah. Get off yeah. my plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and thanks for coming on, Matt. All right, man. Thanks for having me.